Welcome to Godcast, where we talk all things Bible, Jesus, and God. I'm James, here with Josh. Hello. And this is our third episode. Now, this is going to be a special episode because we're going to have our very first guests. Uh, first up, we have Wade. He is a trustee from our church that is down here at the men's retreat with us. Say hello. Hello, I'm Wade. Yep, and <laughs> along with Wade, we have Corey. He is also uh, you're also a trustee at our church, and um, today we're going to have our very first guest on our on our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're down at the uh, Heartland Retreat Center, and we are having our men's retreat. Bro, it's going awesome, dude. Like we've had some good preaching, good singing. Uh-huh. A lot of a lot of. Uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, yep. <laughs> well, you know, I was, I was going to talk about, it's, you know, the preaching, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> we, had a lot of, we had a lot of direction from our, from our first uh, two messages, talking about how, as uh, Christians as a whole, need to, need to pray more and need to uh, read the, and get deeper into God's Word yeah. more. So, uh I suppose that's that's a good uh, good thing that we're doing on the podcast then. Yeah. So, so maybe uh, maybe we can get started then. Yeah. So what I have for you guys today, if you guys turn to Proverbs uh, 11 verses one, it reads, "A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight." So, I guess what I kind of what I kind of take from that is, if like in your life. You're like, you're putting things, and we kind of had this talk uh, earlier, like literally just 10 minutes ago, it seemed like, that you're putting things before God, and your own things, your own earthly things, and I mean, it's already told that God is going to, like, take care of those things, and... Uh, but in the scripture, it says, but a just way is his delight. It's like, God gets delighted by whenever you put him in front of everything. And it's it brings you a balance, I guess. A peace of mind. A nice, a peaceful state of mind, I guess. Is what I kind of take from that. Yeah, I also get with, with that verse where, because in life... You know, there's a lot of things that people have to do in life. It's it's just that life is busy by yeah. by by design. You know, and busy is being under Satan's yoke. Yeah, we learned that from our Sunday school, Sunday school teacher, teacher Dennis. Dennis. Yes. Yeah, and but it's it's not impossible. Whenever when you are busy, it's not impossible to um, to include God in in those in in those times. Like, like I, like I always, uh, like one thing that I've heard my dad preach, uh, and say whenever he's preaching a lot is like, whenever you're, do, whenever you're having to do other things, well, do you, why don't you, while you're doing those things, pray to God, thanking him that you're able to do these things or, or that you, uh, that you have this hobby or that you have the, the means to do something. So even whenever you're busy and maybe not being able to do certain things there's always some way that you can fit god mm-hmm. into those those situations yeah. yes 
Mm-hmm. Have anything else? Everything else to say about? I, I mean, we have no excuse. I always fall back to Joe, and um, no matter what, and thank God for for all things. I mean, it's some days it seems like it's hard to do, but it's not. You know, and just like Howard was saying, you know, this life is nothing compared to what we have ahead of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. 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 I mean, and like. Uh, it's kind of off topic, but you know we go we go on rabbit trails, and th- those are the best things. Like rabbit trails, you you can get a lot out of going on rabbit trails, <laughs> to be honest. But it's kind of like it's kind of like if this like what we're doing right now with this Bible study and this retreat and all this, it's kind of like imagine what heaven's gonna be like because we're having all this fun right now, talking about God. We're getting blessed. Imagine what it's going to be like in heaven. I mean, that's that's We're like the best teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're going to be able to sit in front of God, and He is going to teach us. Mm-hmm. You know what we're supposed to know, and He's going to give us church. We're we're not going to sin in heaven. We're not going to we're not going to disappoint Him like we sometimes do now. It's going to be it's it's perfect. It's <laughs> and one of the things that. I got from that verse. It's like you know, it, it talked about um, the balance, but then also it said that uh, what did it say? Uh, carrying a load or something like that. Where it's kind of like like if you if you it's like giving yourself responsibilities, like making yourself accountable to God by by carrying the weight of your responsibility to God. It makes your life worthwhile versus just. Mm-hmm willy-nilly you just kind of it gives you a it gives you a responsibility it gives you an accountability which is something that again just a couple minutes ago we were talking for a long time with all of the men from our church and it, it shows how everything in the bible always ties together how it's not it's not as difficult as some it's not as difficult as what some people think that the bible can be because the Bible is a lot of is a lot of repeating itself, mm-hmm. such such as this thing of 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 holding yourself accountable to God. That's something that's all that's talked about all yeah. throughout God or all throughout the Bible, uh, along with many other things. But this balance of of having God in your life, it the balance of having God in your life all comes from kind of the total unbalance of how God has to be your 100%. Because yeah. when he's, if you give 100% to God, then God will fill everything else to 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you have to give your all to him and then he'll give his all to you and, and then life is balanced. And he's not, he's not gonna give you something that you can't handle. He's not, God's not gonna do that. He knows he's giving you something that you can handle. It's just, you also, have to trust him and pray to him talk to him every day and also something that's a little something i i do that because i find it hard to talk to god in school i mean i don't pay attention in school too much as anybody that goes to school with me (coughs) knows but uh there's certain classes i do you know i like government but i i take sometimes i'll go into like intense prayer at, at lunchtime 
praying. I'll I'll start off I'll start off praying for my food, and I'll be I'll be get I'll be getting into the stuff that I was convicted in like like the the sun the Sunday the Sunday before like something that God laid on my heart that I just for some reason decided I'm gonna push that to the side and worry about worry about this and so the problem that God just gave me and uh, I find myself doing that a lot. That's good. That's, I do the same thing at work. I've had people walk in on me just because I hit my knees on concrete and they're looking at me like I'm doing something wrong. I don't care. Yeah. No, I'm crying out. And that's what you're supposed to do. And some people I notice have noticed that like like uh, there's a table that sat across from me and I was praying and this this girl I was praying and she was like like yelling out my name trying to tell me something and I kind of I kind of look up and she's like oh he's he's praying oh my and she's like oh my gosh I'm so, and she like like things like that like like you know that somebody's not a Christian but just doing that and then realizing what you're doing it's planting a seed which is very it's it's very good to do and I mean it's just the small things the little things and uh I find that I find that very very nice <laughs> and it shows others that you you can do that and you know because a lot of people they want to like for your instance being in school there's probably a lot that probably pick I'm sure you know mm-hmm. look at him he's being so goofy but when they see that that's what you live for yeah. then it kind of changes their mind like wow you're so he's so humble and they want a taste of that. Or how, how can somebody be so passionate about something when things are in their life isn't going good? Mm-hmm. And they and they start to, to think to themselves like like Or they see you in certain situations and how you handle it by going to God and they're mm-hmm. just like, Wow. Does he is he really is God really that comforting to him? Right. You know what I mean? And you know, it makes them want to start seeking. Yeah. And you gotta be careful with that too. And I, I feel like when you do show your faithfulness around people you got to be careful because now people that don't have the faith they hold you to a higher yeah, standard yeah. Than than everybody. anything that we were talking about we we're talking about um in in there how we need people to hold us accountable nobody holds a christian accountable like the people that don't believe Please. right like, yeah. that's that's that's, a, that's one that's one thing that I didn't. That's one thing that I didn't think about whenever we were over there talking about. But now that I am thinking about it, I wish that we did talk about it over there. That it's like that's one thing that I do think about. It's like, it's like the ultimate mission is to get as many people to God as possible and to represent God as best as possible. And it's like if I'm if I'm saying that I'm a Christian, but then the only thing that's Christian like about me is that I'm saying I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's it's first of all, it's first of all for people who are looking at you waiting for you to slip up. They are going to have a field day with that and yeah. and they'll just they're gonna shred you apart. Oh yeah. And then and then for anybody else who might be a young Christian, you're then teaching them that that's how Christian people act, is that it's fine for Christians to go and do these things whenever it's not. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that for both the lost and even just new Christians is that you hold yourself accountable and, and for that's that's how it is for a lot of um, pretty much everything is that you always affect other people yeah. 
when you don't mean to, whenever you're not thinking about anything, everything that you do affects other people. And it's one of the things that you need to, when any decision that you ever make is not only, is not only just how does this affect me or how does this affect the, per, the other person that's in the actual situation, but anybody else that's even, that's semi-close to this situation, it's going to affect even if they themselves don't know that it's affecting them, it's somehow going to affect them. And so you also have to think about that. But, you know, the, uh, another good scripture for it is in 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, talking about verse 17 and 18. It, it, the scripture reads, Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And one of the, the things that I, that I, what I'm picking up from specifically uh, verse 17 is <clears throat> how it says, uh, seeing you know these things, you know, beware, otherwise you'll be led to error of the wicked. And it, and it, and fall from your steadfastness and it, it, it sounds to me kind of like it, it kind of actually what Corey was talking about before how he said how like most people that you're around aren't Christian and so you try to be around around you know your Christian brothers and sisters as much as you can so that so that you don't you don't fall into that crowd of of the wicked and that's kind of what I get from this is that like is that even in like the people that you're around you need to balance in your life because if you if you just if you if you just start hanging out you know with all that eventually it's gonna eventually yeah. it's gonna rub off it's, on you it's like um uh something you just said it's like it's it's awesome to like do like one of these like retreat things where you're with your brothers and sisters because you get you get strength from that because you're with people who have the lord who who know god and it can strengthen you it's like it's like whenever whenever you bring an unsaved person into the church and they feel what's going on but they don't understand it's like it's like uh it's like uh the same thing reversed with if you put a christian in a crowd of a bunch of like i guess unsaved because we're all sinners a bunch of unsaved people there's a chance that they can go back to their old ways you know it's like i guess uh thinking about like what you just said but uh, uh anything you guys want to <clears throat> i see what you're saying there too and having been not had faith and not been in god's grace to receiving God's grace, to walking away from the church. Um, I feel like I was worse off when I walked away. And I was not a good person for a long time. And um, I feel like I did more damage through that time than ever before. Yeah. You know, so that's that's a hard thing. And, you know, that's you guys. I mean, you were at that church. You were at that church. All you guys were praying for me. I know you were. And um, my dad never gave up on me. 
Mm-hmm. And um, and the way that story goes is I, when I was a child, you know, dad had done the same thing I did. He stepped out, walked away from the church for a while. I, me talking to him, convicted him. He come to church, and him talking to me, convicted me. Here I am back doing this with you guys. Mm-hmm. This is the most amazing. This is a privilege to sit down with you guys. I am so, so happy. I, I can't explain. Just sitting here with you is amazing. And I thank you for just allowing me to sit here with you guys. It's, it's a blessing to just sit down and talk with you because, I mean, you have one of the one of the biggest testimonies that I've, I mean, I, I know. And it, it blesses me, you know. And it blesses a lot of people, and it's just it's just a great thing because uh, it's like when you when you watch somebody and you see like you see them finally take that step back to God or to God, it's a blessing to watch them grow. And wait, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, you've you've grown a, a lot with God. I mean, it's a blessing. Thank you. You too, Corey. And it, like Wade said, it is a privilege sitting here. I mean, I went to church a long time, and like Wade said, I stepped away, and it was like you're always in a dark hole. You can never get out of it. And then when you decide to go back to God, there's just a light at the end of the tunnel that is so bright that you just you keep digging to get to, closer to that light because you want that, that feeling, and, it, and you don't want to turn away from it. And another thing, like Wade was saying, it is a privilege sitting here. James, for instance, I remember when you guys came to the church, he was this big. And now he's sitting here, you know, following in dad's footsteps. And it is, it is just, a, it puts a big smile on my face. Like, man, I it was like yesterday, you were just little guy. I come back to the church, you know, and start getting involved. And it's like, wow. I've missed out a lot, a lot. Where I should have been doing this years ago, and uh, I'm thankful to be here now. Like I said, like in my last podcast episode that I did, I was one of those people, and I was I was really little. Like whenever I thought this, I was like eight, nine, and I was like, "What am I gonna do in heaven?" Like this, that just seems that just seems boring. And when I, now that I'm saved and I understand. It's like, it's it's the best. It's like, it's like just sitting here talking about it. It, it just gets you get joy. Yeah, it, you become you you li- you literally become addicted to God. Mm-hmm. There's anything to get addicted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just yeah. know the outcome of it. He touches your heart mm. and makes you feel so good from head to toe yeah. that you cannot, you do not want nothing else but that. And you know, you just keep trying to get it every day, every day. You know, and you can't. There's days you get down. You like you said, you gotta pray. You hit your knees. I mean, there's times in my job I can't really hit my knees, but I'm in my mind talking to God, and then they say something, and I'm over here just praying away in my head, and I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> I totally missed that because I was thanking God for you know keeping me safe, for giving me another day to provide for my family, and. Being able to serve him or show me how to grow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were talking earlier, you know, I don't really open this thing a whole lot, but I talk to him every day. And uh, 
something that's got to change. You know. Yeah, I'm like, whenever I'm like, I'm at school and I'm praying at lunch, and I'll be, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, like, I can't, I can't be praying to God, knowing, cause I'll be sitting there and I'll be know, knowing that I said something that was wrong, like right before lunch or during the day before lunch and being like, I can't talk to God without getting this off my chest and off my heart because it's like, it's like, there's a reason why you were convicted about it. You have, you should always take care of it whenever you're being con convicted. So you can, you can keep growing. Cause every time that you, I feel every time that you, you get convicted and you fix it, your, your relationship grows with God. Cause you're talking with God, you're, you're doing all this stuff. And I just, I find that my relationship grows cause grows with God like even with the, the 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 even with being convicted there's a there's a, there's a good reason why you're being convicted because you know God and, and I there's there's always a good reason disciplining yeah disciplining your child yeah. now, there's some there's some uh, scripture I can't remember what it is but it basically says you know you can't, you know, you, you're not a good parent if you don't discipline your child. So what would God be if he didn't convict his children? You know, it's, it's something along that line and stuff. And it's, it's the conviction, it's, it's that point, I'm talking about balance, it's that point where you do something and then the scale starts tipping away from God. And God's saying, that's, that's going the wrong direction. <laughs> you need to you know, put, put some more weight on my side, you know, put, yeah. put some more of your life over here and it'll... It'll, it'll start working out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know. His grace is always so amazing to me. We, we had touched on that over there. and It's amazing. No, no matter how stubborn I can be, no matter what I do, every time I call on him, he is right there for me. Yep. And with the same um as the last time. Yeah. And he keeps picking me up every time I call. It's, and it's it's awesome because you know, as as a Christian brother, you you want to be there for your Christian brothers and sisters, but things things come up and very important things, and you can't always be there, but you can always rely on God, and it's like 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 people like feel alone sometimes, and. I was actually, I was one of those people, and it's just like, you're never alone, because God's always with you, and just, just, uh, just the thought of, of, uh, of God always being there with you, and it's, it's like, it's also kind of scary, too, because he sees all your actions, and when you mess up, and you're like, Oh dang it! Like I just, I just messed up in in front of God. He knows your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wait, you had scripture uh, too. Do we want to get into that? Yeah, we can. I got some good commentary on it too. I um, this is uh, Ecclesiastes, and this is that Dennis's uh, book, uh, two chapter. I'm sorry. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. 
To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant, and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get, and a time to lose. A time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rend, and a time to sow. A time to keep silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, and a time to hate. A time for war, and a time of peace. And um, I have a Henry Moore study Bible. And um, a time to every purpose. In Ecclesiastes, in Ecclesiastes 2 through 8, there is a remarkable listing of 28 times arranged in 14 pairs of opposites. A time to be born, a time to die. Every time event has a purpose. 3-1. And everything is beautiful in God's time for it. 3.11 In our time, we may not understand how our particular event can be either purposeful or beautiful, yet we can have faith that in God's time it is. Romans 8.28 Although it is beyond our finite comprehension, it is still bound be true that the infinite God worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Ephesians 1.11. You see, what I get from that is there's a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. But there's always a time and place for God. Yeah, and it's all in God's time. Yeah. That everything that happens in your life, everything that happens in your life has gone through God and he said this is okay and there's however many things that could have happened that God said no that's not going to happen and it saved you from hurt from troubles from things that you would have thought were good that were naturally bad and it's just that everything that's ever happened to you you can assure God has seen and has sanctioned that you will encounter and if you stay with him you will overcome everything that has every problem that's going on in your life and every good thing that's happened in your life God has rewarded you and gifted you at those times Amen and you know like the anger thing that's one though I think a lot of people struggle with when to not when to I think it says when to be angry you know that's hard because you want to just flash and then you got to stop and think as a sinner I was there once so you can't be angry at that person because you have to look at yourself first well before and as as older men as young men you know I completely guilty of it myself and we've talked about this before when we're angry, we're angry. When we're sad, we're angry. When we're worried, we're angry. It seems like, you know, it's almost like a curse. It, it just anger seems to come out. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're not even angry. It just seems like 
anger. Yeah. And um, that's something that I know I've gotten better with and still need to get better with. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to pass that on to my son. I don't want to pass it on to you guys. You know, that's you know, something I've prayed about a lot. And God has blessed me in that arena you know, yeah. tremendously. And I'm truly grateful for that. Yeah, because yeah, you just, you know, when you're angry, you can never, you never get out of that hole. Everything is just, yeah. if you stay angry, everything just stays negative. Mm-hmm. You know, like you yeah. said, you don't want to pass that on or, or like you said, you're worried about something and it just seems to come from anger. And then you, you like for me, it's been, I always hear, why are you so mad? Why are you angry? I didn't realize I was being angry. I'm not, I'm not, you know, this might be going on, but I'm not really angry. Well, you're showing as it's anger. And it's something that I struggle with as well. You know, you you ask God and he slowly changes your heart, even for like other people. I mean, wouldn't you waste the time of day? And now it's like, wait a minute. That person has something in his life that's put him in that situation. So therefore, there were times in my life that I was in those shoes. So I'm no better than that person. So instead of being avoiding them or or being rude to them, now I want to. I'm here. I'll listen. Anything I can do to lift you up, I'm here. I want to help others and show and pass on the passion of God, how He can change you. I feel like with the uh the the flesh part of us the human part of us if we were up there making them decisions on you know you know humans and uh, like us and and i if i i'm I'm gonna say if i was god i i want to just i want to put up with it just hit restart button because the however many times that we mess up like I wouldn't have the patience. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I, nobody would, but God. Yeah. But you know, in talking about talking about anger, I feel like it's also so easy to. It, I feel like it's also so easy to let yourself to let yourself be angry yeah. because anger is not. Anger is not bad on its own. You know, it's it's the things that. It's it's the decisions that are made out of anger or out of yeah. I mean, there's other I mean, there's, there's other emotions there's, that can get in your way. A- any emotion can be, can be yeah. bad. There's, even even overjoyed, you can still make a wrong decision whenever yeah. you're too whenever you're making decision out of happiness. You know, there's it's like there's a reason why we have these emotions. There's a reason yeah. why God gave us these emotions. Yeah, why we give us yeah. be wise? We gotta yeah. be wise and, mm-hmm. and and know. The right decisions to make, even whenever we're, even when we're overcome with any emotion that is, and I was about to say any emotion that's positive or negative, but again, anger is not necessarily negative just, just by itself. You know, it's, yeah. it's anger and sin not. Yeah, it's you know, it's it, there's plenty of verses in the Bible talking about Jesus and God getting getting angry, and, and there's a little bit of a difference whenever it comes to Jesus and God getting angry because they're they have the right to to act out on their anger. Oh, they yeah. they can act out on their anger in the right way. Yeah. You know, but but we most of the time can't. Yeah. <laughs> you we're know, not it's perfect. You know, yeah. They're the only perfect ones. Yeah. yeah. And it's like there's certain emotion it's like there are certain emotions that do seem to be harder to control. Like like if you like it's much harder 
to make a poor decision. Well, I don't know, because it's more like it's harder to recognize a poor decision whenever it's made out of being super happy. And so like you only realize it much later that you made a poor decision. Yeah. Well, like you can get be angry and then you make a decision and you can realize right after yeah. you you just said yeah. or did something it's like I no that shouldn't have yeah, that that, that shouldn't have been it. Yeah, because you can ultimately ruin a relationship with somebody. You can ruin someone's walk with God that way. Mm -hmm. And I personally don't want that on my conscience. Like when talking to whenever, whenever you know, I'm face to face with God, and God is, you know, telling me you know, everything that I've done. I don't want that to be brought up. You, you led, you led someone astray from God. I don't. I don't want that to be brought up because because of your petty anger. You yeah. Know, if you're, you you were acting out acting out revenge yeah. that was not yours to give. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Here's a question for you. It just popped in my head, thrown at me. Now, when you do anger and sin against somebody, mm -hmm. do you ask God for forgiveness first before you ask that person for forgiveness? Do you think there's an order to that? I think you should talk to God before every decision, and I think that's that's a thing that most of us lack. I lack, uh, and need to change, and uh, will try my best to change because I'm guilty of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I think we all are. I mean, I think we can all agree. Mm -hmm. You know, you all make decisions, and then like, wait a minute. I have a habit sometimes of getting home and starved all day, get my food, start eating, and it wasn't for my two little children. I don't know where I would be. Because they're like, Dad, you didn't pray. Yeah. I'm going to take care of that right now. Yeah. Let's pray. Children are a blessing. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, talking about balance, we're only going on whenever we're talking about making decisions out of emotions. We're talking about one side of the scale of going too far with your emotions mm -hmm. one of the things that we talked about that the preacher just talked about was apathy and how in a lot of ways it seems that christians are not are not caring about the lost as how people as how people used to be and and it especially is coming i feel like it's especially coming from a place of i think fear because so many things so many sinful things in the world are taking over so quickly oh, yeah. that it's coming from a place of fear to where we're kind of just pulling back and, and keeping to our own, mm -hmm. you know? And like whenever it comes to how quickly the LGBTQ thing, how quickly like the trans thing, how quickly um, so many things are being taught in schools now. Abortion. Um, so many things that are just being accepted at so, such a quick rate. And it just seems like we can't, it seems like we can't keep up, but we can't keep up, but God can keep up mm -hmm. and we don't need to rely on ourselves. So it's like, and the thing with apathy and like with apathy is like, it's like, I understand like the fear of like everything's just bombarding you at once. But it's like, like, like talking about like, like uh, the, he talked, um, our, our preacher, Dr. Moody, uh, Mr. Moody, Eddie Moody today uh was talking about how like like uh the trans people they it's it's a it's a uh been seen by doctors that it's a it's a psychological like disorder 
but it's being pushed as something normal. But it's like if you look at the if you look at the statistics, forty percent of all trans people commit suicide. Like there's a there's a, a something that's like there's something together between suicidality and whatever the mindset is that that trans people have. It's like we should be worried about that, oh, yeah. and be worried for them, and be striving to try to help them because because in that thought process what they think they need what they think they need is not it and we know what they need which is god what everybody it's like, needs it's, it's like we have the answer to the, the the problem that they have in their mind but yeah. because we're afraid by all yeah. all this stuff and we end up just shutting out it's it's like uh like what we talked about with uh whenever we were in the in the room talking uh it's like they don't they don't want to hear that they they want to hear lip service and they want to hear what makes them feel good at the moment uh like you know you can you can do this you can you can be a transgender it's it's good but and they, and they don't want to hear the the fact of what it's doing and they don't want to listen to the people that are trying to help and then they want to blame the people that are trying to help and i can see it from both sides it's like how the person is trying to help and it could it could be their stubbornness it could be how the person is trying to help and ultimately i think most of this could be could be fixed if we pray to god before we do things uh we i mean that's that's the big thing but we we have to show compassion and God's God's love and allow God to flow through us. We we can't we can't leave to go to go out and talk about God. I don't I don't think you can leave anything between you and God because that's that can be something that they use against you. And it's that's it's just some god put on my mind my, my hands are shaking right now <laughs> I, think, I think one of the reasons i think there's two pretty big reasons that are it's happening why it's so hard for people for a christian to talk to a person of lgbtq or a trans person or any of these is that first things first they've seen like they've seen the very quick apathy of a lot of Christian people as this stuff has come rolling yeah. how a lot of Christian people just seem to just not seem to just not truly care and are and just are out yeah. and they they don't they don't understand they don't see as us trying to help yeah. They see it as us pushing our views on people. Because it, it, it's not just them. Yeah. It's most, it, not most, but there's like just a normal person who just doesn't have Jesus in their life. Mm -hmm. They can see it as just somebody pushing their views onto somebody else. So whenever you have somebody that is, so you, whenever you have somebody that, you know, 
I say has a, a worse problem, but not really because it's just sin. It's just sin. That's the same problem that everybody has. That's the whole reason why just people need to get saved. Is because the problem it, the problem isn't that you're LGBTQ. The problem isn't that you're trans. The problem isn't that I don't know you, the problem, you drink too much. The it's problem, problem is that it's sin. Mm. It yeah. doesn't matter what it is. It's yeah. just that it's sin. It's just it's something that it's something that God doesn't like. Mm-hmm. It's something that God that, can't be that, around. That's not holy. That God is not allowed into heaven. And so God is trying mm-hmm. to trying to help you to get rid of the unholiness in your life so that you can be with him in heaven because he loves you but the problem is that it seems like with so many people they don't understand or they don't understand or what seems to be happening a lot is is that the christian a lot of the christians that they encounter do not go about it the right way they they you you see you see, as you said, how you feel something and then it comes across as anger. I feel like what, what they see a lot is the fear that Christians have and it comes off as anger. And a lot of times it probably is just anger because, you know, you're, you're frustrated with how the world is or you're just a person that's not truly right with God but wants to, you know, put up that, that thing. Put up and, that show. Yeah, and it's... I feel, from what I read... I remember it's been a long time, but even in Malachi, um, before the 400 years of silence, uh, before John the Baptist come along, and then, but they were sacrificing uh, sickly sacrifices. They were sick, you know, and there was Jewish women going, leaving their husbands for pagan men, this, that, and the other. I believe that's how it went. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, later, but I, I feel like you know, the more you sin, the more, the more, the more there is sin. And I believe that God says, if you don't follow me, I'll curse you with terrible leaders. And there, there's not, you know, a lot of not good things going to happen. But you'll get the more you sin, the more the country sins, the more the people sin. You're going to get more of what we're seeing today. That's where you get a dysphoria, like a gender dysphoria. Right. You know, it is a disease. Uh, yeah. You know, but I think it comes. It all comes from sin. Yeah. If you I'm not following exactly, yeah. and it all starts in our homes. It starts mm-hmm. with me and my children, and Corey and your children, and it starts with you and the children you're going to have someday. Yeah. Well, even the even the younger kids in church, you know, they might not seem like they pay attention. But deep down, those little kids in church, like your little brother, yeah, you know, they're all watching, and they, you know, they, they, they see that, and when they see you not being right, then they're like, oh, well, we can do the same. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you can't. You know, yeah, they, they watch. Woo! <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> Listen, rabbit shows are great. Uh, Corey, do you wanna? Do you want to uh, read the scripture? Yeah, I have uh, Matthew 6, 33 and 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day its own is its own trouble. Well, that kind of ties into 
our little discussion in the room back there, you know. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow will take, you know, tomorrow will take care, or worry about tomorrow will be its own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's saying like, <clears throat> making excuses not to come to church or why you've missed three services in a row. Because I got this, this, and this going on. And it tells you right here, I mean, this is God speaking in Matthews telling you that it, it tomorrow will take care of its own yeah don't don't worry about tomorrow you know live for today yeah it's like kind of what i said at the beginning where you you give 100 percent to god and god will give 100 percent to you you know mm-hmm. just give everything to him don't worry about it and everything and he'll take care of the rest so that you can focus on him you know it's yeah, the more you seek for him, I mean, he won't let you go without. I mean, I can honestly say, ever since me and my wife have had our children, <clears throat> we've never went without. I've always had everything I needed to take care of them, even though there was times that it seemed like, don't know how you're going to make it through tomorrow, but he allows you. And that and that's another reason that I gave my life back to God, was because I started seeing all these things unwinding, yeah. and it's like, man... I heard my grandma preach this. I heard my grandpa preach to me about this. And it's like, it's time to get right. Well, and whenever it says, take therefore no thought for tomorrow or for tomorrow, uh, whenever you, you're thinking about tomorrow, you're ultimately, most people, including myself, think about what you what you have to do, the problems, and that takes your focus off of God because then you start to worry, what am I gonna do this? What am I gonna do about this? What am I gonna do about this? And you, and you worry and it takes your focus off of God. And then you, you don't go to God first because like for a situation, you don't pray. And ultimately uh, you, get, you get yourself into, into a, a hole, <laughs> you dig yourself mm-hmm. into a hole mm-hmm. And you gotta have you then you then you go to God and dig yourself out or not dig yourself. God digs you out. <laughs> yeah, so the ladder down. Yeah, yeah. He puts the ladder down. Yeah, because he doesn't dug it too deep. Yeah, took two ladders down. <laughs> and then he takes it out of the hole, dusts you off, yep. pats you on the back, and then no more. And then we do the same thing. You see in the video where there's like this this very thin trench and there's a sheep stuck down in it and these people reach down and they grab this sheep and pull it up and it goes skipping and it maybe jumps like two times and then jumps and just goes boom right back down into the trench. That's us. Oh, every yeah. single, oh, every yeah. single oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus gets, gets us up. There we go. Got you. Yeah, we take two steps and just fall the, right the back de- down. The definition of insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, wait a He dusts you off. He gives you the Holy Spirit. You're, woo, you know, you're praising him. And <laughs> Glory. You're, you're dancing and then right back Ooh. in that hole. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, and we like to, we like to put our sin in a box, mm-hmm. and we like to keep it off to the side, mm-hmm. and um, we like to, you know, walk by it every day, like, hey, you know, how you doing, you know, mm-hmm. and then leave it, and then that one day that we feel sorry for ourselves or worry about this and do everything we ain't supposed to do, we go over and we open that box, and like, how you doing in there? Because mm-hmm. it looks. As soon fun. as you open it, it sucks you right in. And yeah. I, you know, I don't, I, I can't attest for, for women, but. As 
you know, as a, you know, almost adult, you know, t- you got, you got, t- you got two, uh, a year and a half <laughs> to, to go, but I feel like men in particular, we want to be the fixers. We want to take care of the problem on our own. And what we don't realize is we can't do it on our own. We have to have God. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's because of him I'm breathing. That's right. I'm walking. Mm-hmm. I'm talking right here right yeah. now. Yeah. No other reason than him all by his power. And, and like my, my scripture that I read here ties into what I had going on. Um, we had the snowstorm hit Sunday, so we missed work Monday. I worked Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I'm probably going to have to miss out on the men's retreat. I've missed the last three years. I've never got to come. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I really need to work, so I'm probably just going to stay home and work. And then I was like, you know what? It's already paid for. We'll just wait. We'll cross that bridge when it comes. Mm-hmm. I've been in a hole before. I'll get out of it. Like I told Ronnie, the bills can wait their turn. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for God, and I'm glad I came. It's yeah. been a blessing. Yeah. And you're not the only story. Mm-hmm. That's, I've got my own story, a uh, reason why I didn't think I could come, and God worked it out. Dad had a reason, and it worked out. You know, Matt, he had a reason, and he was thinking about leaving tonight. And uh, Christian told him, no, we're staying. He, I heard him talking to Heidi on the phone. And she's like, no, you stay. You know, everybody's got their own own reasons. And there's a lot. Like, devil was working hard. He did oh, not yeah. want us here one bit. There, mm-hmm. There's something big mm-hmm. is going to happen. Oh, yeah. And I, I can feel it. And I'm getting... I, I got the God I'm, bones I'm on me right the now. the God bones right now. Mm-hmm. Something's going to go down. And it's going to be big. Mm-hmm. It's going to be huge, and I'm excited. Yeah. Listen, tomorrow, there's going to be, listen, tomorrow, there's going to be a concert, and it's going to be all Jim McComas. I don't know what's going to happen, whatever he is. But even even after this, if if we genuinely take what we gathered at the men's retreat, and we take it out there, and apply it to our lives, that's the biggest thing. We can we can preach and teach all we want, but actions are bigger than words. And as we said on our last podcast, and it was actually said in one of the services out here, it was either one or both. It might have been it was probably both at, at one point. But the biggest thing is taking what we what we learned and applying it to our lives, taking it out, showing other people, and. Ultimately, we can bring a lot of people to God. And it's not us, it's God allowing, God using us as a vessel to go out and shine in through you. Yeah, but yeah we, gotta, we gotta allow him to do it because he won't just, he won't just he won't possess just, you. And, right, yeah, right, he won't just give it to you. Like you, you gotta, can't, can't. And you, gotta, just, and you gotta anything, work. Anything. Yeah. You gotta work. That's another thing is that there's, yeah, such a powerful God. You you know you. It's like people just expect him to, to just do things, but it's no. He it, wants you to work. It's, it's like just like anything else in life. Yeah, you get what you put into life. Yeah, if you go through life expecting a handout, 
you're not going to get anywhere in life. Yeah. It's like but how when you put yourself out there and you show, you, you get you accomplish things the same way with God. If you show God you're willing to make that uh, commitment to Him and put in the study, put in the time, He's going to let you shine and show you how to draw people to you. It's like, it's like how I imagine a lot of people uh, teach their kids. It's like, it's like if you if you tell somebody this is how you do it, this is how you do it over and over again, but then never say, okay, now go do it. It's like what did what did teaching them this amount to anything if you if you don't tell them to go yeah. do it on you know do it on their own which god will never leave us on our own yeah. like it's you truly yeah but it's just it's, us there's still there's still you got to be willing to do god will always be there with you but he'll never you have to decide to yeah, do he wants and, to see how much you're going to put into it before he yeah. gives you the rest of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's uh, some there was some part in in the bible where they wanted where they were gonna this this town or something didn't have a temple or whatever and they were going and they were going to god's people were going to build a temple in this town and uh and, and god said go do this and this and this and this to to build a temple and build it like this or whatever god these people were good you know christian people god could have done something great and and you know godly to give them a temple but he said you go do the work he said he told them what to do he told them exactly how to do it but you go do it yeah i'm not going to do it for you you go do it it's and or like, it's, or like it's with the god. noah's ark yeah, he told he told him exactly he, he what to do. He even gave him the supply, gave him yeah. everything. Told him exactly what to do. He brought the animals. But you have to do it. You know. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing he did was brought the animals. Yeah, and closed closed the door to the ark. That's yep, it. That's it. God God and chose if, you to do it, and then he makes sure that it all works. You know, just that think, it all plays out. Just think if Noah if Noah didn't listen listen to God, we wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> Pretty sure. Well, even even Moses, I mean. They didn't have to wander for 40 years in the desert. They didn't, or the wilderness. They didn't have to. They didn't have to do that, you know. And then after all those miracles, I mean, they, they still, you know, they had to melt melt down all the gold and make a, a cow. Like, come on. And we do the same thing today. Yeah. These these phones that that we have. Yeah. There's so many idols around us that we don't even look at as idols. Well, we the like like. Like uh, TikTok, mm-hmm. I mean. Oh, I find myself three scrolls on woman. An hour later, yeah, we ain't got twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. no, I got three hours. I can sit there and scroll mm-hmm. through that. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you get home it. at five thirty. You sit down. You eat a bite. So by then it's say six thirty. Mm-hmm. Well, for me anyhow, from six thirty to about eleven, mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm guilty of that too because I have YouTube and. Instagram and they have shorts and I just scroll and scroll when really what I should be doing is opening up this Bible and reading it because that's the that's the only way you're going to you're going to grow and become a better person in this life it's the only way and it's like and it's like well okay you're it's like well okay maybe you are addicted to your phone it's like you know what you can get on your phone a bible app. the bible is like <laughs> I, I is like you know it's just like or like or like People, you have no excuse, because you can get them Bluetooth 
earbuds, and you can have your Bible app read to you while you're working or doing something. Mm-hmm. 11 hours a day. 11 hours a day, I listen to a preacher uh, every day. He's got 165 episodes, and uh, I have listened to him a dozen times mm-hmm. and a dozen more. And I'm, I got a set of earbuds for 15 bucks. Yeah. And I keep one in my ear, keep one charging. When one dies, I swap them out. And uh, okay. 11 hours a day, mm-hmm. I'm listening. Yeah, and. Yeah. Well, there's a. Well, this has been a blessed, a blessed time. Yeah, and God has definitely been with us whenever we are talking about this. Yeah. Um. I, we, uh, to um, be ready for tomorrow whenever we uh, are gonna have a good number of uh, of guests tomorrow. A good, good couple of episodes. Um, and they're all gonna be posted at the same time. Yeah. So, I'm gonna, I'm like, gonna try. To, I'm gonna yeah. try to post them all at the same time and get this after this one. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so, so Wade or Corey, do you guys want to pray us out of here? Yeah. Or do you have any further thoughts? I'm good. Uh, I've had a great time. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Let me pray out. Sure. All right. Dear Lord, as always, thank you for blessing us with, with today. It's such an amazing day and a blessing to sit down here with these young men and uh, to talk God's word and uh, to fill you in this room, Lord. And, uh, ask you to just keep your hands around this podcast and to help it go out and reach people all over and to let it grow to be something i mean it's already great but it it could be something i can feel the power here lord thank you i ask you that tomorrow you you be with us you've been here already but uh just come on down and let's have a good time tomorrow lord i ask you to always protect and watch over us and Keep your healing hands on us. Ask all things to be your will in your son's name. Amen. Amen.